Anthony on Air Podcast, we are back on this episode, day three of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Jane testifies again, and this time she meets Donald Trump. Plus, Brian Laundrie's family is back in the news. This awful Michigan uh, school shooting will go over some of the things there and why the Brian Laundrie uh, family is kind of influencing the family of this shooter. It's disturbing and disgusting, but it's the news for today, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, An asteroid is breaking into Earth's orbit next week, so none of this may matter anyway. Cool. Plus, a friend of the show out already in Whamageddon. A friend of the show? Mm -hmm. We don't have any friends. Well. All right. Uh, Plus, there's a man named Dick Pound, and we'll talk about that for sure. Spotify wrapped 2021 is coming back. Alec Baldwin is going to be on TV saying that he did not pull the trigger of the gun that killed the assistant director on that film that he was doing. Uh, robots can produce now. We promise reproduce. you. We reproduce. We promise you we bring that back. Uh, and of course, uh, Cyber Week continues at shopanthonyonair.com. You can save 15% off all of our merch with the promo code TWSS15. More on that in a moment. Of course, this episode is brought to you by our good pals over at Jumpstart Coffee Company. More on them in a moment. Let's start with day three of the trial. Uh, we're going to be counting the days. Like we're, we're keeping track of the number of days that we're doing. Every day, my man. Every day. Right. Yeah, no, I have no problem with that, but it's a, a day four, day five. Are we going to count every single day? Every single day. Day okay. three. Here we go. Frankie, see you ready? Ready, baby. Okay. Um, there was some uh, pre-trial uh, discussions and items uh, in the court just before they brought Jane back up and they brought the uh, jury back in. Um, the uh, uh, the government, the court, decided that they were going to release a photograph of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, one of the exhibits that they entered into evidence yesterday. It's Epstein standing in front of a black plane. It's nothing that's uh, you know groundbreaking or anything else. Uh, there was some discussion. There was some pretrial discussion about um, Jane and a line of questioning that we're going to get into uh, because they discussed this before the trial, uh, before the, the jury was brought in. And then when they were actually, when the defense was cross-examining Jane, they kind of kept hitting some snags. So I'll, you'll see all that kind of come as uh, we... Uh, get you back up to speed on the day's events keep in mind we're going to be covering every single day of the trial recap at the top of the podcast here even on days that we don't usually do like tuesdays and thursdays we're going to do just galane uh trial recaps so make sure you're subscribed to the channel whether you're watching on youtube or facebook of course on uh, apple podcast spotify stitcher tune in or wherever you listen to the uh program we appreciate it um, so, uh, looking back on some of the things that we discussed yesterday, um, the pilot for Epstein, Lawrence Vizoski, he testified that he did remember Jane. Uh, he said that he didn't recall any young kids on the plane, but he did say that he remembered Jane, that Epstein actually brought her to the cockpit to introduce so Jane. He did to- remember young kids. He said he didn't remember any except for two. And one yeah. was Jane and the other one was Virginia Jeffrey Roberts, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, so he said it wasn't like a, an overwhelming amount, but he did remember those two kids specifically. Um, one thing that we did not talk about too much yesterday was the fact that 
He said that he had seen Jane and remembered her piercing blue eyes. The new detail that was kind of filled in was that Epstein brought her to the cockpit to introduce her to the pilot. Uh, and again, the pilot came out with that line saying that she was a mature woman with piercing powder blue eyes. Okay. Um, uh, Vizovsky said he remembered her as a passenger from Epstein's trip to Michigan, where that Interlochen University was, or the Arts Academy, I should say, and that's where they um, that's where they first met each other. Uh, we talked yesterday about the fact that Bill Clinton's name got brought up, Donald Trump, uh, and Prince Andrew, Itzhak Perlman, and some others that were all included on the flight logs. Uh, we talked about a lot of those. I don't remember us ever really talking about Trump being on the plane. Do you? I we talked um, about Clinton a ton. I mean, he was on there a ton. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think we really talked about him being on. I know there was that video of the two of them at Mar-a-Lago. We knew they knew each other. Trump admitted to knowing him and said he liked right. young girls. I think on Stern's show, there's that clip that's been circulating around too. Yeah, I don't know about him being on the plane. Maybe, maybe I'm sure. You know, when people with all that kind of money, they probably. You come on my plane, I'll come on your plane. Yeah, people don't even know whose plane it is. I mean, at that point, it's like, well, that wasn't that Gates's defense. He's like, I don't know whose plane this was. Just get on planes. Just get on planes. Get on planes. How they do, I guess. I was reading a report that said that uh, private travel is private planes. They're through the roof right now. People are flying private like crazy. That's insane. How could that be? Because they say that like ninety percent of people who can fly private don't. Because they just fly commercial. Because it's like, well, why would you pay fifty thousand dollars for a flight somewhere yeah. when you could pay two, three grand or four grand for a first class ticket? What difference does it make? But because of you know the sign of the times, germs, and all that other stuff, and just convenience, people are now flying private more than they ever have before. So I found that to be pretty interesting. Jeez, we're really, uh, you know, not to not to get sidetracked here, but uh, you know, we went like a year without impacting the environment and started to heal itself. And now we're jumping in private jets. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, who gives a shit is right. Um, so yeah, I found that interesting in the fact that he remembered Jane and Virginia Roberts. So that's something to keep in mind. Jory enters the witness stand. Uh, Jane goes into the witness box. I saw a lot of people writing about the the box, which I found interesting. Uh, something that people may not be aware of, but in the sign of in the times of COVID. The witness is in a plexiglass, like a penalty box almost. Right. Um, and the reason for that is, is because they have to take their mask off. Um, because according to the Sixth Amendment, you have, a, the, you know, you have the right to uh, confront one's accuser. Somebody right. accuses you, somebody have the right to confront them. If they're wearing a mask, they felt that that wasn't the case. So they put you behind this big uh, plexiglass penalty box. Fair and... You can take your mask off, and and that's basically. I mean, I get it. You got to see the person's face, how they emote, what their reactions are. That's all kind of important for the jury to see. Yeah, I think so. Plus, you know. Thanks for agreeing with me, buddy. I agree with that. Why not? <laughs> Why wouldn't I agree with that? Yeah, I'm just you want to see how they, you know, if you're looking at a witness and you only, you only see half their face, that's yeah. You know, you got to be able to look at them. No, that makes sense. And if the way they say things, and if you miss a word, you could kind of read the lips a little bit. You know, I get it. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we start with cross-examination. Maxwell's defense attorney, Laura Menninger, she starts the, uh, the day off with the questioning about Interlochen, the Arts Academy where Jane met Epstein and Maxwell. 
Bear with me here, Frank. This is going to be a little choppy uh, because it's back and forth on what happened there. Um, but um, Menninger tries uh, to confront Jane about the account of her difficult family life through the school records at Interlochen, like um, an application that described her, quote, loving family. Uh, that's because yesterday she testified that she had a tough family life, that her mom was really hard on her when she was sad after the abuse had started. Her mom slapped <clears throat> her just for being sad. And so Menninger brings up this application where Jane in the application describes her loving family. Okay. So again, undermining. You're going to see a theme here of undermining. Then Menninger asked Jane about the first meeting with Epstein and Maxwell in 1994 at the academy. Uh, Menninger says that she has given different, she was given different accounts of the meeting, an ongoing defense strategy, of course, that they're trying to undermine this decade old event, decades old offense, I should say. Uh, she asked Jane if she remembered uh, testimony being by herself at Epstein's house in Palm Beach. Jane said she did. The attorney says that she told the government something different and begins reading a document. Prosecution objects during this moment. Menninger says that she told the government that she was with her mother and brothers in the beginning. Jane says she doesn't remember that. Uh, Jane, as the defense attorney tries to undermine her memory, says memory's not linear. She then questions, the dinner you had at your house was prior to any abuse. That's not true, Jane replies. Manager tries to read from a document sparking an objection from the government once again. Prosecution says, Your Honor, um, uh, she objects to manager saying, testifying. They have a long sidebar. This is when the, the uh, parties confer privately with the judge where the juries can't hear or the press or the public. So they discuss what's going on here. Um, Menninger comes out, they come out of that. Menninger says Jane does not recall whether or not Maxwell ever touched her. Jane says that's not true. Menninger asks whether or not she told the government she could not recall that. She says, I don't recall. So Menninger says, did you tell the government that you couldn't recall whether or not Maxwell ever touched you or not? She says, I don't recall. So not the touching, but the fact that she told the government. Okay. Manager asks whether or not she told the government Maxwell never watched her perform oral on Epstein. She said, that's correct, Jane says. Same answer when asked to confirm she told the government Maxwell never used toys or any other devices on her. Um, the cross-examination, then there, I believe there's another objection there and the cross-examination continues. So basically what's happening here is there's notes from an unrecorded interview with uh the prosecution okay so i don't know where these came from but at some point jane spoke to the prosecution the government and menninger was confronting her with those notes jane keeps on saying throughout all these back and forths that those notes aren't accurate she says that someone was just jotting down notes how could that, yeah, how could that be ad admitted to? I don't know. For anything. What the hell is that? And I don't even know how they got it. I mean, I don't really know. Who unless wrote the notes, like, why wouldn't they bring that person in? Did you write this? Is it as accurate? You know, how right. how accurate are these notes? Did you miss lines? I'm sure 
the person writing the notes, unless it was a stenographer in front of the that one of those compu- little computer things, right? Uh, it's how they get everything that they said. So, so and and basically, what they're doing here is they're being like, "Wait a second, this isn't what you said." You know, it doesn't even matter if it's true or not, or what's that. You know what I'm saying? They're just trying to say, "Look at all the holes in this story." She Man. said this at one point. And now she's saying something different is what they're doing. Yeah, but how could they be sure that she said all that? Like, who? What are these notes? Like, who took? Who's writing down these notes? And what was? Was this like when she came to them and filed a report? Is this a? You know, when are these notes from? And it's like just let's just pull notes out of nowhere. It's it's very weird. It doesn't make any sense. So here's the ruling on this. Um, and this is, let me see here. Again, I'm not a legal expert here, so bear with me. Uh, Federal Rule of Evidence 613 states, questions about Jane, about her alleged prior inconsistent statements are governed by this rule, Federal Rule of Evidence 613. Witness can be que- uh, the witness can be questioned, but the judge has discretion whether to allow extrinsic evidence of those prior statements. Ordinarily, uh, a FBI 302 specifically recites that is not a verbatim record of the interview. Hold on. Let me try that again, Frank. Take two. A FBI 302, which is a form that you, when you speak to a government official, they're supposed to record, write everything down. Okie doke. The 302 specifically recites that it is not a verbatim record of the interview to avoid it being placed into evidence. Right. Okay. So how could this have been placed into evidence? Well, it's up to the discretion of the judge. So he, she, 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 she thought it was okay to be part of the evidence and to question the, the witness about, um, there's a lot of dispute between the lawyers whether or not the notes suggest Jane told the government uh, that she went to go see The Lion King on Broadway with Maxwell in New York. If so, when they saw it uh, and whether Jane's purported chronology conflicted with its opening date. So she said that she went to go see The Lion King on Broadway. They said, did you, you know, were you with Maxwell? Would you see it? When did you see it? Okay. Then she tells them when. And they go, well, that The Lion King wasn't even on Broadway yet at the time. So lots of like back and forth with that. Um, they then questioned Jane. You don't recall any abuse happening when you first came to New Mexico, correct? She responded, that is not correct. Um, the notes. So under the rules of evidence, these notes can be shown to the witness to refresh her recollection because they cannot be entered as exhibits as verbatim transcripts, which they are not. Menninger is systematically contradicting or contrasting Jane's testimony with what these records reflect. So she's not putting them in as evidence, but she can question from them. And that's exactly what she's doing. How could she question from them if they're not ev- part of the, if they're not evidence? What, what are they then? They're I mean, an unrecorded she... interview with the government. I, I, all right. I guess. I mean, See? I would. And this I is why people are like, 
oh, it's going to be a slam dunk. She's going to jail. Well, you know, this is I mean, it feels like the witness wasn't prepared for any of this when, you know, it sounds like, you know, don't doesn't the witness have to like it was the prosecution's witness or correct. But no, I don't think that the prosecution in this instance would prepare the witness because they don't want things to seem measured in response. They just want her to answer the questions, Right. Honestly. Yeah. But wouldn't they ask her those questions in advance? Like say, Hey, do you remember this? You remember when it happened? You know, maybe refresh your memory on all this stuff, not coach them, but it'll be like, listen, they're going to ask you about all this stuff. Just make sure you have, you know, you know what you're talking about when you get up there. Jane says, she doesn't, I just, it feels like she's not right. She's, it's a lot of, I don't knows. And it feels like she didn't see this uh, interview being brought up at all. Like nobody's like, nobody told her they're going to ask you about this interview. Well, no, I think they did, but I think that what, again, this is not necessarily what Jane is saying and what the prosecution will say is she's being truthful. Her side of the story is correct. It's the notes that it's are the notes that are faulty. faulty. Yeah, that makes sense. Jane that, says she. Yeah. Okay. Go no, no, no. Good. 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 I was just say that makes a lot more sense than uh, than you know having her just go up there and having the two things just clash with each other. I mean, if they're saying that the... Yeah, because her testimony on the stand is going to be a lot more, I guess, accurate than some notes some guy took while they were talking. That doesn't... It's 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 what's it, it's thin, mm -hmm. those notes. You know, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't hold water. Jane says she was never asked to recruit other girls or directed to have any sort of relation with any of Epstein's other associates. Then Jane was asked the question of the day. Mr. Epstein introduced you to Donald Trump, correct? She says, yes. Manager presses Jane. Uh, Jane agrees that she said Epstein drove her to Mar-a-Lago in a dark green car when she was 14. Um, mysteriously, this line of questioning is not explored much further. Uh, instead, Menninger pivots to unrelated allegations of group sexualized massages. So I don't know why she asked her about Mar-a-Lago, and then yeah, and then also why, why, why would he put a fourteen-year-old in a car and take her to Mar-a-Lago? Why would this fourteen-year-old be with him at all? Well, that's of course, yeah. I mean, forget. And not forget, but put aside for a second where they're going and what. Why is she even there? Like, remember when uh, they were asking the pilot, do, you know, do you remember meeting her? She and he goes, "Yes, I met her. She brought him. He brought her back to uh, up to the cockpit, and they introduced." Okay, my next question is, what was she doing there? Why was right. she on the plane with him at all? Right. Like, where did she come from? Why does why do like, they know each other? You know, the innocent answer is, well, you know, she's one of the scholarship winners from this, uh, you know. And she's traveling by herself, no parents, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. mm. Right. I feel like there's a lot of questions. It's still, you know, maybe they did ask them, but we, I wish there was a camera in this courtroom to I know. get every question. I know. But uh, like, you know, if I was asking the, the pilot, 
Okay. Wait, Jane is famous. Jane's a soap soap opera uh, actress. So okay. we know Jane. We, we yeah. just don't know who she is, you know, exactly. But right. She's, Jane's not a real name. Jane is not a Jane. It's Jane right. Doe. Jane she, Doe. She's chosen right. to testify anonymously. And by the way, for the 15th person that's probably <clears throat> asking the question, they can't televise federal uh, trials. Yeah. That's why. There's no grand conspiracy here. They just don't no, do no. federal trials. Yeah. OJ oh, was why? in federal trial. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're, none of them were federal trials. Rittenhouse, all of that. Right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy, but uh, I just wish that we can get... Is there a transcript of the trial? Probably not. Yeah, no, there is. They're, they're recording all this stuff, and I don't know when we're going to get it. That's what I, I know. Of course, they're recording everything. Yeah. But- but why, you know, is it going to be released? Yeah, I don't know when. I'm sure that will be at some point. So many questions. Um, Just before recess for lunch, uh, she asked Jane if she remembered Prince Andrew being on a flight with her, and she did. Um, It's weird that they would ask about Prince Andrew and specifically not... Maybe they asked others about others. Who knows? Yeah, you know it's weird. Prince Andrew and Trump. She she did not accuse either one of them of any sort of wrongdoing. Right. They were just there. They were just there. Um, and I, I don't know why the defense the defense would bring them up. I you know maybe it's just to say all right, he brought you to all these places and met all these people to establish yeah. that she was around a lot. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean. Other than that, I mean, unless you're going to go down that road of, well, you went to Mar-a-Lago or you met Prince Andrew and what, you know, what happened next kind of thing. If you're just bringing up places that he took her. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, the big question is, why was he why was she with him at all? If she's a scholarship winner. Well, it still doesn't make any sense. And again, you know, again, Trump is on the Stern show saying he likes them young, referring to Epstein. And, you know, the guy's fucking showing up with 14 year old girls. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, at some point. I don't know. It's just it just feels straight like, I don't know. It's disgusting. A lot of a lot of it's hindsight sort of attitude and what we what we know now in the world and how people behave back then. But I'm sorry. If you fucking brought a fourteen-year-old to my house a couple times, I, at some point I'm gonna be like, "What? What's, what's going? What's at happening?" At some point, I'd be uh, the, a minute you walk in the door. Yeah, Anthony, uh, uh, talk to you for a second. Yeah, what's what? Why? I bring yeah. it. Pull you aside for a minute. Little yeah. sidebar. Just inappropriate. What the fuck? Who is inappropriate. this? Yeah. Who is this? What is she doing here? I mean, th- there's a million questions popping your head. Um, after recess, uh, managers started back in with cross-examination once again, saying you were raised in a household where you'd get in trouble if you said something. Jane asks for clarification on what something means. Uh, manager says something personal. She replies, yes. Manager asked if she recalled telling her mother about a teacher pulling her hair. Jane answers yes. She asked if she recalled the mother filing a lawsuit against the teacher. Jane said she didn't know about that. Showing her papers, manager asked if they refreshed her recollection about her mother suing a teacher at interlocking. She said, I had no idea my mother did this. Jane says that she met Mike Wallace with Jeffrey Epstein in New York. Manager says that uh, Jane had said that a witness, excuse me, manager says that Jane said that was at a Mike Wallace 80th birthday party and Jane agreed. 
There are no allegations made about Mike Wallace either, except the suggestion made by the defense attorney that the date doesn't match up with the account that Jane explained. Um, just before this moment, uh, Jane was asked if she considers herself an actor. She said, yes, an actor portrays fictional characters. She said, yes, you've been an actor for a very long time. Manager asks, she says, yes, you're able to cry on command. Manager asks, no, not always was her response. That's not really how that works. Um, so. It's an interesting, again, it's an interesting line of questioning where she's like, well, you're an actor, right? So no actor can ever be on the stand because they're not trustworthy. Yeah. Come on. But I also find it interesting that she fucking sang at Mike Wallace's 80th birthday party. Again, again, even if we're going to go into the assumption that Mike Wallace did nothing wrong, what do you do? When a guy shows up at your birthday party with a 14-year-old girl and makes her sing happy birthday to you. No, you, you uncomfortably leave and you go, uh, what the hell is going on? Who is this? I, I don't know. That's There's a million red flags. The there. point I'm making is even though he did something shitty, even though this is all Epstein's fault, Maxwell's fault, whoever you want to say his fault it is, the fucking society and the societal structure around these animals allowed this sort of behavior to go on for years and years and years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How, I mean, I'm not saying he's a smart guy, but how did he think he was just able to walk around and introduce, Hey, this is my, this is a 14 year old that I'm money. Yeah. Connections. I know so-and-so I know this one. I know that one. I get this done. I get that person that favor. When everybody's sucking from the teat, who wants to cut that off? Who wants to cut their nose off to spite their face? I'm not going to turn on Epstein. He gets me uh, whatever, Lakers tickets, or he's donating $150,000 to my charity, or I hop on his private plane whenever I need to. Mm, not worth it. Well, no, it's not worth it, but these people all allowed it to happen. Yeah. Clinton, oh. Trump, Wallace. Oh, good. I mean, you could sit there and go, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. I was just on the trip. It was all a helpful thing. It was just my yeah. birthday party. It was just my hotel. Yeah, you and didn't do anything, but you also didn't do anything. You also didn't do anything. You all fucking knew the rumors, heard the rumors, saw him. Yeah, with some of you met the, met the kid. Right. It's like uh, right. it's like the whole, what was it? Um, Horatio Sands thing. Right? Remember, he's walking around. He's introduced to yes the girl to the cast and like what the fuck like what do you yeah what the fuck at least they said something there and also but, horatio sands is not funny so right there's that what happened um uh cross-examination ends uh redirect begins assistant u.s attorney allison moe asks jane have i or any other prosecutor told you what to say on the witness stand no she responds she asked jane's what they told her to say just tell the truth uh, asked whether she was able to tell all the details in her initial meeting with the government, Jane emotionally says, because I was standing in a room full of strangers and telling them the most shameful, deepest secrets that I've been carrying around with me my whole entire life, I wasn't able to. She says a reporter blackmailed her. He said that court, quote, he said that court documents with my name was unredacted and the Epstein little black book was out. 
Uh, the defense objected at this moment on hearsay. Prosecutor goes about it a different way, electing her to testify that she reported uh, threatened to be a, that she reported that the reporter threatened to expose her if she didn't speak to him. She says she was worried for her career if the information became known. Asked by the prosecution about the defense um, about the, excuse me the difference between acting and testifying, and she responded. Acting is on TV, and it's not real. Testifying in court is. She was then asked whether or not she remembers the first time she says Jeffrey Epstein abused her uh, more clearly than other events. Jane responded, because it's the beginning of when my life would change forever. How old were you when you first touched by, how old were you when you first touched Jeffrey Epstein's private area? 14, she says. Prosecutor asks about the defense attacks about the $5 million settlement she got from Epstein's victim fund through which she received roughly $2.9 million. We talked about this on yesterday's episode um, after legal fees. Jane said, um, the, the question was, in your own words, can you tell the jury what that money meant to you? She cried. She wiped her eyes with a tissue. I wish I never received that money in the first place because of what happened. Um, and that was the conclusion. They then took another recess. Uh, the next witness to be called in the case was known as, is being known as Matt, uh, testifying under a pseudonym because she's Jane's ex-boyfriend. Disclosing his name would identify her. Uh, from her testimony, the question, while you were together, did you ever tell Matt that you'd been sexually abused by Maxwell and Epstein? Yes, she said. Uh, the jury comes back into the room. Judge Nathan says courtroom sketch artists should not precisely draw Matt's features either. She gave the same warning to the courtroom artists yesterday about Jane's features. In fact, if you see most of those, you see a brunette woman with no face. Um, so uh, Judge Nathan gives the uh, the court uh, stenographers the same, uh, not stenographers, artists, the uh, same, uh, same warning. Uh, he goes into the witness box. They explain the pseudonym situation. He tells the jury he, he's been employed on and off as an actor on a TV show for the past 15 years. How do you know Jane? She's my ex-girlfriend. She says they were together between 2006 and 2014, approximately, uh, moving in together one year into the relationship. Matt testified that Jane initially referred to Epstein as her godfather who helped her pay her family's bills and was looking out for her family. Uh, he was questioned. Did you, uh, did there come a time when she told you why Jeffrey Epstein gave her the money? Yes. He replied, asked about what she said. He said, she never went into detail. She just said that it wasn't pretty. Did she ever use the word massage? The defense objects leading the witness. Nathan overrules it and allows it. He answers. Yes. Did she ever tell you that there was a woman in the house? Yes. Did she ever tell you that the woman in the house made her feel comfortable? Yes, Matt replied. Um, um, yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I just, I wrote down a note here and I'm trying to read what it says. Um, Maxwell Defense opened the door to Matt's testimony about prior statements by Jane, his ex-girlfriend, 
to him about her abuse at the hands of Epstein and Maxwell. Ordinarily, this would be an inadmissible hearsay. In this trial, it is admissible through Federal Rule of Evidence 801 as a prior consistent statement that is offered to be the rebuttal of the accusation of recent fabrication because it was made before the existence of a thing that is alleged to have created the incentive to lie. Did you get all that, Frank? Specifically here, the defense has alleged that Jane was motivated to change her story by the creation of the Epstein Victims Compensation Fund and Mattis testifying that she had told him the same story years before the Victims Fund was even created. This is courtesy of Mitchell Eppner um, by way of Adam Klassfeld, who's done a great job with uh, following the case so far. Um, So I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, this guy has no reason to, yeah. to lie, make any of this up. He knows she told him all of it. So what's interesting is he testifies, prosecution wraps up, up to the defense if they want to cross-examine, they decline. Really? Yeah, they don't talk to him. Well, what are they, they going to ask him? I don't know, but it's yeah. kind of odd, no, that you... Maybe they just want him to go away as fast as possible. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's nothing they could do there. Um, Daniel Besselson uh, is called to the witness stand next. He's the assistant vice president of finance at Interlock and the Arts Academy. Uh, Besselson confirms Epstein was a donor to Interlock and describing the Jeffrey Epstein scholarship lodge. Um, A photo of the lodge is entered into evidence. I feel like we talked about this a long time ago about the lodge itself. We probably have a past episode on it. If you're curious to look it up. Um, And then um, once that goes in, they adjourn for the day. And that's where it ends. So I'm assuming that they're going to pick up day four tomorrow with Besselson again. Although I don't know if that's all they needed to do was, you know, put it out there that he's got a a fucking uh, dorm room over there. A lodge. Yeah, this is... uh, It's... I feel like Right now, it's prosecution's got the upper hand on this one. I don't see anything. I don't see it leaning the defense's way. You know, I feel like uh, defense doesn't really have anything strong that they're holding on to. Um, the, the cross-examinations don't, they feel thin, flimsy, reaching. The prosecution seems like they've got the witnesses with the testimony and the person of how often you have here's a testimony and here's a person that backs up that testimony with told me everything you know before all you know that's i feel like right now it's 70 percent prosecution 30 percent defense and this is by the way of this i feel like this is the star witness there's three more women mm-hmm. who were girls at the time that are going to be uh, testifying but a lot of what we heard pre-trial about this case was centered around Jane. Right. Now, when they when they asked the boyfriend, was there a woman in the place that made people feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Did they ask him to identify? Like, did she say who that woman was? They or didn't. They didn't. Because maybe she didn't. Why well, give a name, I guess. You don't know who these people are at the time. Yeah. She said there was a woman there. That could be. Yeah, but she um, identified. She said she was there. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Yeah, she's but on the stand, like she said, Maxwell was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also, I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I think I might have said it. That she she paused for about thirty seconds or so when they asked her about the money, about taking the money. Okay, taking the money is a big deal. Taking Why? the money is a big deal. Um, because it makes it look like she did this for the money. She was a kid. Doesn't matter. I agree. And that would be illegal anyway. I agree. I'm just saying they need her to, they need everybody to know she took the money, you know, because there's some, don't matter. I feel. Some, some drawer is going to look at that and go, huh? well, she got paid. So it's all right. 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 Still no good. Well, how many times did you, I mean, I heard this a ton. How many times were you out? somewhere where you overhear people talking or whatever and like bill cosby will get brought up and and they go oh, all of a sudden now there's all these women they're in it for the money like i feel like a hundred percent of the time that happens. no but that's a different that's a different circumstance you're talking about um in it for the money meaning coming forward for the money right this they're talking about being given money you're talking about when she was a kid <clears throat> being given money no. Right? I'm talking about her taking the money from the victim's fund oh, in the oh, last oh, year or so. When she was uh, younger. Okay. Yeah. So in the last year, she took money from the victim's fund. Yeah. I'm like, not saying it's she's... right, but I'm saying without a doubt, people have that attitude, and that's she... why they're trying to pre play, uh, you know, play that home. Yeah. All right. So she took money from the victim's fund. It's still, it's, isn't that like her? It's her money. She's a victim. Like, I don't see what the problem is there. If I were listening to that and i'd say all right you yeah. believe her well either way if she's if she's a victim which i happen to believe but if she's a victim then she gets victim fund money i don't see what the discrepancy is i'm with you i'm, I'm saying people don't a lot a lot a lot of people don't think like that and my example of bill cosby and the people always going oh they're in it for the money is because that's the way people think and all they need to do is get one or two of those people on the jury and they keep slamming home this money thing. And people are going to be like, oh, these girls are just in it for the money. The fact that she's an actress, the fact that she's involved in Hollywood, she took money. That's yeah. what they're going to eat. People are going to look at that and go. This girl is in it for the money. This girl is just wants to be famous, just wants the attention, this or that. That's people are going to think that. Maybe, but it's I don't like, agree with it. But people, no. are, I feel like this. I I can see people coming to that conclusion. Yeah, but she's also uh, anonymous. It's like you know, yeah, you know, it's not gonna. This isn't gonna further your career. Number mm -hmm. one, no matter if you know, no matter how this turns out, it's not like oh, we're gonna hire you. It's. I feel like it's not a career launcher. You know, mm -hmm. you're you're in a, a fucked up trial. It's uh, nobody. I feel like you. Why would you want to put yourself in that position? You think a different way. The money. You think a different way. But yeah. it's like it's. Yeah. I don't know. And you got three other people, but they're all going to argue they're here for the money. I don't know, Frank. I think our episode needs a jump start. And lucky for us, we have not one, but two. We have Jumpstart Coffee, and we have our own J Stubbs. How about jump that? Start, a million dollars gonna be fun. Look at you with all the energy. What song is that? It's a um, TikTok trend. Mm. Was there supposed to be words to that? Yes, and I sang them. I didn't hear any. You of them. chose not to listen. Oh, I listened. 
I, I made don't up know the no words. words. Okay, there you go. All I do Jack is sing TikTok songs now. I don't even know what they are, who they sings them, or what. I just sing TikTok songs, and then I wait four months for them to show up on a Burger King commercial. <laughs> anyway, I thought TikTok songs were just snippets of real songs. Well, they are technically, but they when they become when you hear them through TikTok, you're like, "That's a TikTok." Oh, song. all right. Yeah, it's exactly. Not like, they're not made for TikTok. They're just, no, they're not made for TikTok. Yeah, all right. Jumpstart Coffee Company is made for everybody, especially Americans. You want to know why? Fifty percent of the uh, profits from Jumpstart Coffee Company go to the Navy Seal Foundation. Fifty percent. You can save fifteen percent when you use our promo code. AOA15 when you order with the link in the description or when you click on the banner on the homepage of anthonyonair.com. That's because we get a little credit for that uh, sale. It helps us uh, put the podcast on. And of course, you're helping out a uh, wonderful Navy SEAL Foundation and a phenomenal company uh, who now offers save and subscribe uh, a deal there. Yeah, so uh -huh. you can order your, your two bags of coffee a month that you're going to go through and they'll deliver it to your house. Every single month. Just don't like gotta, yeah, you don't have to go without it. You run out and you forgot to order. It's at your door probably. It's already there at your door. You don't have to worry about nothing. Um, in the spirit of holiday giving, Jumpstart Coffee Company just told us if anybody orders with the promo code AOA15 and their order is over $50, they will pick up the shipping. <gasps> Boom. Quite nice. Never a better time to order. Get it for your employees, for your coworkers for your family, your secret Santas, your grab bags, whatever, Jumpstart Coffee Company, order right now with the link in the description. Use that promo code AOA15. Uh, let's talk game. about Brian Laundry and the family back in the news. Shocked, oh boy. Shocked by this, not shocked, then shocked. What? They're, they're putting their Florida home up for sale. Oh. Not shocked. I am kind of shocked. Okay. Really? I am. Not shocked by that. The shocked part, well, one of two a shocking parts here. For sale by owner. Who the, get a fucking real estate agent. Like, what, you want to pick up the phone and start dealing with people? I don't even know how that's, this guy's crazy. I don't think you'll have to. I think people will buy the home. I think there's some people out there who are going to be like, I, I live in the laundry home. Hmm. Yeah, but he, for sale by owner means you have to buy it from the owner. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have a problem. It's not. I don't think they need. I don't a think real they're gonna have a problem selling he, the house. He says it's annoying. He I'm means saying it's annoying. they're gonna have to. People are gonna be calling up all the. They're gonna be calling these people and being like, Yeah, but it's not gonna be. Um, it's not gonna be like they're gonna be trying to sell it for months. I feel like within a week it'll be gone, and they'll be on their way to wherever the hell they're going. Perhaps. How much? Just, how much is it for? You know. Uh, I don't. Hmm. I don't. I just feel like you're batshit crazy and you're flat oh, out yeah. asking I don't for agree. it. I don't agree with it. Putting your phone number out there, number one. Yeah. Especially just being who you are. Give up the 3%, guy. Get a fucking real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Three. Here's, here's the, yeah. Well, what is I it? Know. Six? I forget. No, it's six, six, seven. I have it's no six. idea. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Is it same all over, all over the country? Maybe it's different in Florida. Who knows? Uh, usually it's six because each agent takes three. There's two agents. Ooh, the buyer's agent and the seller's agent. Oh, that makes sense. I thought you meant just the Unless sometimes you're the same agent, and then you get to keep the six for yourself. Boom. Um, although I have seen deals where one agent's got to give a couple percentage points to the other just to make it all happen. So there's no, you know, it's whatever they negotiate. Anyway, here's the other thing that was kind of snuck under the radar here. 
um, regarding the house. And the lawyer, the family lawyer there, what's his name? Bertolomo or whatever the fuck his name mm. is. He said this. So they knew he was gone and they knew he had a gun. Yeah. He just, Wait. they just admitted this. They just yep. admitted that the family knew. Yep. Well, that he was gone with a gun. Here's what Bertolino said. Here's the lawyer. Law enforcement was called to the laundry home on September 17th. Right. Uh, to report that Brian had gone missing. To fill out the missing person report on Brian. At that time, I believe by Bertolino's suggestion, the lawyer, they volunteered to surrender all the guns in the home to avoid any possible issue going forward. So the lawyer says, you got guns in the home, you should surrender them to the authorities while with this missing persons report. This way they know, hey, there's guns in this home, but now we have them all, so there's not going to be any problems. What problems well, would there be? I get just having guns well, in your home, but it's Florida, so. well, Yeah, but your son's a fugitive, and... There's people all over your lawn. I think it's just yeah. a matter of keeping track of everything. If somebody's missing and they might have taken one of the guns, now you have, right? Now you have somebody out there with a gun, which is exactly what happened in this. Because while they were retrieving all the guns and taking an inventory, they realized on that day that one of the guns was missing. So police knew that he had a gun. They knew he had a gun. We didn't oh, but know. They never, yeah, they never told us. That's kind of weird, right? That's kind of fucked up that you had somebody out on the loose with a gun. Wouldn't they say armed and dangerous? Right. They they should have said, hey, because they knew the whole country had their eyes open for this guy. Hey, he might have a gun is all you have to say. I I agree with the, you don't even have to say armed and dangerous. You say possibly armed. Yeah. He may may be armed. Yeah. But that day, September 17th, they knew a gun was missing from the home. That's a hmm. week after he went after September 11th, which was when when uh, she was she, uh, reported yeah. as missing. Now, uh, yeah, imagine if someone happened to walk up to him, you know, wherever he could have been, and he has a gun and he and he shoots it. You know, what yeah. the hell? Now that the you didn't tell us he could have been. I don't know if that would hold up, but I'm just saying. Well, the only explanation for this is. He left a note somewhere or whatever was the last thing he said to his parents before he left. That's the only thing I can think of that had to make the police feel like there's no way this guy is a threat to others. He's just yeah. solely a threat to himself. We just got to find him. Maybe. But in the back of their minds, they're thinking this is the guy responsible for killing. Uh, for True. killing. Uh, why am I? I apologize. Gabby. Gabby, thank you. Uh, Gabby Petito. This is the guy who potentially killed Gabby Petito. Yeah, he's probably dangerous. They might be going after a murderer here. So I don't, I don't care what's in a note. You think he's responsible for a murder. He's probably dangerous. Well, again, there's a reason why they never left that reserve. They, they had to yeah. know something. Right. I mean, we don't know that part of it yet, but there was a reason why they consistently looked at that reserve, which in hindsight makes me feel like Dog the Bounty Hunter is a huge dick. (laughs) How far away was he in his searches? He was. The thing is, that reserve is huge. I like I said, my friend got lost. My friend got lost there on a um, 
5k yeah like for like i'm not kidding you for hours it was in the papers too that she, how she was lost oh i have no doubt that it's huge but when was this years ago or or ran around recently no this was like two three years ago so crazy you know, I, I just want to know like what why was dog the bounty hunter where he was for mm. fucking press yeah i was gonna say that's why he was there for fucking press piece of shit his daughter was right yeah and has anybody talked to him since no he's been like i haven't heard peep from him he's probably mad that they found his body um by the way credit to elizabeth who i'm not gonna play any of this but uh last week she posted a video on uh our page that was from a vlogging couple. I watched it. It it's like unbearable. Oh, to watch. I think I've seen this. You probably have. What is it? Um, I forget what's the name of this couple. Allie and Dan. Oh my mm -hmm. god, is this fucking brutal? I mean, it's so uncomfortable this video. But anyway, Allie and Dan <laughs> were down there, and they were, you know, again like Dog the Bounty Hunter, just trying to capitalize on you know publicity, and you know they're asking questions and going around and doing their, their whole own. thing amateur investigating right yeah yeah their whole thing right um and um and the way i what i say is chilling is the way they told us i'm basically saving everybody let me see here i'm saving you uh 30 20 minutes of your life oh my God. thank you where they ask around and they talk to like neighbors and shit and somebody tells them i don't know who but somebody tells them that he killed himself and this was four weeks ago mm. So this was before they even found him. But like everybody down there was like, it's not even a question. Like he, they really, what they, they I, I, well, I don't think it's him, but did they I'm, ask what, what made her, what made the neighbors say that? Like, why do you think he killed himself? Uh, I don't think they do. Or was it just her opinion? The neighbor's opinion. Eh, he probably know. I don't know, but you they say this in the video well before it was he was actually found. They were like, right. you're going to hear that he was found dead and he shot himself in the head. Like, that's what they said. And I feel like a lot true. of people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people were saying he could have killed himself. Right. There were, that was a possibility that we, everybody considered. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and, and to Frank's um, uh, what's you call it? Doubt, point. doubting point. No, what's what I'm looking for here? devil's advocate conspicuous skeptical conspicuous i don't know i think that's a word been drinking a lot what did i say conspicuous suspicious yeah. Cons conspicuous anyway moving along your your skeptic point i think is because ali and dan or whatever the fuck their name is they have nothing to lose they can go down there and talk all kinds of crazy if they're right they get all the glory if they're wrong, they're wrong. nobody fucking even knows and gives right. a shit. that's true so yeah and how many people did they interview one person said something that came you know it's like you interview enough people someone's gonna hit something on the head i'm trying Maybe. to figure out what janine is doing are you taking an eye test or something what's happening right now <laughs> no i'm just trying to see how many, how many i have um this weird thing happened to me last night and I, what was right now <laughs> homeless guy number two and um i have this 
my eye under my eye is, is swollen. So I'm trying to like not show it to sk- not scare people. There you go. Unless I just go further back and then you can't really notice it too much. I never even noticed it. Did your husband hit you? Do you have anything you want to tell us? God, I wish. Doesn't look, doesn't look swollen. The real I question had a... I should be asking is, did you hit your husband? <laughs> had That's more, that is much more likely. Yeah. If you really want to know what happened, they're like, oh God, this is going to get dirty or girly we don't we don't have all all of a sudden i got the chills i was freezing um and i got a fever i mean this came on like so quick that's what she said and i was shaking on my couch with two blankets on my fever was 101.7 i took some um tylenol an hour later uh, fever was down, but I got a huge, um, what's it called? Hive underneath my eye. And then, um, when I woke up this morning, it was like nothing happened, but my eye still swollen. Very odd. Very odd. What happened? I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sounds like COVID. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Frank's wish finally came true. And why my, would, and you, my, say, on the why ca- would you say on the that? Couch, on the couch. I was like, fucking Frank's wish finally came true. I would never <laughs> wish. And no. my husband's like, what do you mean? I'm like, if I have COVID because of him, I'm going to fucking kill me. him. Well, first, I'll, two di- things I'll here. die just to fucking haunt him in his house. Two things here. One, <laughs> I would never wish for you to get COVID. Look how look how big your smile is. You lie. Because it's funny. No, it's funny. Uh, two, uh, I forget my second point. But one, I would never wish that you get COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had another point. You wished no, it I, on her. Come on. I really wouldn't. Her. No, why would I? No. I wished it on her, and I don't really even give a shit that much. Come on. All right, get going. What? No, don't get going. Anyway, um, do you want to do the Michigan uh, thing or Jesse Smollett? You tell Jesse. me. Jesse. You're obsessed I'm... with this Jesse Smollett. Do you know a, a lot about it? I do, because I, I went down that rabbit hole. All right, Jesse Smollett was the actor on... Fuck was it? Empire. Empire. There you go. Oh, and Mighty Ducks. That's right. I forgot that. He's on the Mighty Ducks. He's in the first movie. He's in the first one. He's great. He's great. (laughs) great. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) He's my hero. I'll tell you what, that Empire, for like seven episodes, I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest TV show ever. I've never seen it, and I I think I want to go and try to watch it. Let yes, me tell you no. something. I've never seen a show take a left turn no. so fucking hard. No. I mean, just awful. Like, you can't have everybody turning on everybody every fucking up. It doesn't work that way. Like, there's got to be doesn't? some consistency to it. Well, that's the consistency that everybody's going to turn on everybody eventually. Stinks. I, it's, I just a, stopped watching. I, I never I, saw an episode. Yeah, it stinks. Anyway, so he said he got jumped by a couple of guys in MAGA hats or some shit like that. They arrest right. two guys. Then they realized the two guys worked on the show with him. And they thought then they arrest him for false uh, whatever the report false report. Oh, now he's going to trial. They have like 20 something accounts uh, counts on him. Now they only have six. So I don't know what's happening, Jason, because he's back in court, right? Well, first they threw out the first case, I believe. The judge just dismissed the counts. And now I don't know how they got this court case going, but very, very, 
to me, this is so cringe. This is like an episode of The Office for some reason. I don't know why this really fucking twists my balls because he's trying to do a, a few different angles here. Mm-hmm. Um, first, that he's gay. Um, and second, that he's black. And third, what was the third reason? I forgot what it was. But it's just like, how do you hire so, like two guys to beat you up for, well, if he only paid them $3,500? That's your first mistake. Mm-hmm. Hello? That's true. And then, like, I, I don't know, like, like, what are you trying to get in the news? Obviously, but it's just, it's just, to me, you're a celebrity. You don't do these things. Does he maintain that it still happens? Like, does he, is he saying that he's innocent and this is really what happened? I don't know what they're trying to say, honestly, because that's, he's you know, another, that's another court case. It's not being televised, but, um, so he's thank pleading you, thank not you, guilty. Blaine. Well, I think he has to plead not guilty because he yeah. he will well, go to going. jail if he doesn't. No, I the problem some is or some shit. I don't know. Today they showed the video of them like a rehearsal, like the day before. Why oh, would shit, they tape really? a rehearsal? <laughs> well, fuck? I get. I don't know if it. I don't know if it was like a street um, oh, camera or the. But it's like honestly, honestly, and I just said this the other day. You cannot do anything these days in public without being caught by a camera it's very hard to find a place to do something shady like you know kill someone um without having a camera recording you mm-hmm. and that's it you're fucked sorry so he's he was dumb he was really dumb to do this so this seems like a slam dunk like it's open and shut they made it up they they rehearsed it apparently now, uh, what, uh, what else is it to prove <laughs> I don't know, but just Easy think there, like Frank. We said the same thing about the Rittenhouse thing the first day. We talked about that too, and that really got to me. It's just, and then like, so he was very outspoken about his um, hate for Trump, and then he goes and says like these guys say this is MAGA world now, or mm-hmm. and it's like so now you're bringing that into it now too, and it's like for what reason? Well, that was it, the whole point of his is that that thing right he wanted it it was in the height of the know, height Trump's, it was 2019 the height of yeah trump's presidency it was just yeah but know, i in think the middle of it i thought also he did it because um he's gay as well was That's it what i thought were, were they like i don't know if it was like, he was like claiming a, it was like a gay it was attacked on him because he was because he's gay yes but they didn't touch on that so much as they did the trump thing which it's like how do you how do you make this see it's to me it's just like it's so awkward imagine working with him and like you hear like hey man you okay i'm gonna send you flowers i'm gonna send you um some coffee (laughs) i'm gonna send you all these things and then i'm gonna find out that you just lied about this whole thing like what like what it's just That's why like, he's not on the show anymore, right? Yeah, they wrote him right off the show, like pretty quick. I know, but like to me, I just think it's so. It's when people lie like that. Let me tell you what happened to me once. Um, years ago, me and my husband were going to, we're going to um Christmas party that was in Monaco. Don't laugh at this. And um, 
they had arranged car service for us to, you know, to go to the airport. And the guy picks, like, comes out of the car, the driver. And I'm like, oh, I know this guy from high school. He's like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, good. How about you? I'm like, how you doing? He's like, great. He's like, um, I got married in, um, I said, did you, you have kids, a family, he's like, I got married in Hawaii and we, we honeymoon in Tahiti. It was amazing. I just had twin girls, blah, 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 like all these things. And I was like, wow, that's so great. Blah, blah, blah. I come back from my trip. I talk to my friend and I'm like, oh, you know who I ran into? Guess who was our driver. And so then I even gave him a tip at the end, even though it was already included. Cause like this guy just had twin girls. Like, you know, I got to give him something extra. I tell my friend when we get back and she's like, Janine, that's not true. And I was like, what do you mean? That's not true. He's like, he's notorious for lying like this. And I was like, what? And she's like, he's engaged to this girl, but like, there's no kids they never got married. And I was like, are you, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like what? Isn't this crazy? First of all, isn't this you, crazy? Yeah. But you, you so you went to Monaco, and a guy you went to high school with is was a driver oh, no, no. there. Here, here, here in at JFK. <laughs> oh, okay. You were like, wait a minute, that, that's a small like, world. That's, that's insane. She didn't okay. have to tell us about Monaco at all. She was just yeah. Flexing. I don't know what Monaco was. Yeah, yeah. That was a, she was that was like a Come on, that was no, a name like, drop of a of a trip. That was um, a name drop of a trip. So. All right, so you know, I feel like people do that for tips. They they say, "Oh, what was me?" kind of thing. But maybe he has twins, and he was married. No, and divorced. No, no, okay. nope. He didn't end up having a kid until years later, and I don't know if he's even married to this girl now. But it's like, why would you lie to me and make up this whole elaborate story? You gave him a bigger tip, didn't you? But the thing is, like, we have mutual friends, so like. So if you run into him again, are you going to bring it up? Oh, I would 100% do that. I would be like, oh, so how's your twin girls? Oh, you big okay. liar. You do that before or after the, the trip? Well, it's funny because he dated he dated another friend of mine for years. And I when I told her the story, she goes, oh, yeah, he he's done that before to other people. And I was like, and she's like, he doesn't get like people like talk. But like, why would you make this whole entire like to me? That's just crazy. There are some people who are just they. It's like a. It's like a. You know, like there's uh, kleptos. They yeah. just have to. They this just is have someone they have to lie. They make yeah. No matter what it is, I don't know. How about how about saying like I can understand? Oh, I'm gonna lie and say like I have a great job, but no, you're saying like you got married here, you vacationed here, you have two twin girls. Like it was very, and he even gave me names of the girls too, and I was like, wow. what? Isn't that creepy? That's an elaborate lie. Well, yeah, that it's people are. Crazy. I like this guy. Like, you to know, me, it, it could have been like his brother's kids or something, you know. And he's just, he's just used them no. as like his story. No, nope. <laughs> but doesn't that scare you? Like that's yes, it does. Me. How easy does. people can just make shit up. Yeah. Yep. Well, so but I'm saying like this guy was not a celebrity. He talked to me and he told me this, and it was crazy, and all our friends thought it was crazy, and now you have a celebrity. Who like you know you're well known, you know a whole bunch of people. They feel bad for you. They send their condolences, and now you 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 fucking lied. Yeah, how could you work with anybody who's gonna trust you? You know, who would want you to be in their movie or their show? Like, if I'm hiring someone, I'm not. I'm gonna hire this guy who 
makes shit up and is going to cause some kind of big problem? No. Just weird. It's just like, I don't even know what, like, did you not think that you were, like, you were not going to get caught? I don't think they think they're going to get For caught. $3,500? Yeah, I don't get. And it's disturbing behavior because, you know, again, like, you're trying, it was born out of the hatred for Trump. Right. And you doing this it causes more damage than anything else, gives Trump more of that look more at what the left yeah. is willing to do to, to, you know. It just hurts your, whatever your hurts side is. Hurts, hurts your cause. Hurts your particular cause. Even it makes your side. Your yeah, you rep, you, in a way, because you're famous and this is a big story, you represent, even though you're not the whole side, you represent that yeah. side in a way. And it's like, oh, look what, look what the left is doing. I mean, if he really did this, which I, I don't understand why they dropped so many things and why the I first thing got thrown out. I felt like, oh, maybe he's not lying. Then I, I don't really no. know. But I remember because I, I remember the day this broke and it was huge. Like people are like, look at how bad things are now on yeah. Trump. Like, you know, yeah, everybody jumped on it. It's like, holy shit. Are you kidding? Yeah. And then like it took them all of like. 24 hours to go this is bullshit right oh it was not long yeah no. it was within a few days where they were like hang on a second well <laughs> Wait he's, a he's i'm not exactly the amount he's being sued for but i know that whatever he did the police department it cost him over one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. so now he's got to pay that back that yeah. seems like a lot of money for for one case i guess didn't even pan out to be a case <laughs> But get, can I say something? Getting a bill from the police department is like getting a bill from a doctor or a hospital. You can't be like, wait a second. Is this right? Can, can I get you... it itemized, please? Yeah. Right. Can this? It's not like you can take it's like you get an estimate from the plumber. You can go, all right, I'm going to go to another plumber and see if your right. prices are accurate. You can't yeah. really do that with the bills. You know. The bill. Pal. That's it. I'm sure yeah. that they have it itemized on like what exactly it's for. But it's just, just dumb. And you're on camera. You're on camera. No, I don't think anybody's accusing him of being smart about any of this. So I I just just, don't get it. Yeah, it's fucked up. The trial continues. Um, So are you going to are you going to be our official correspondent on this, Jay Sams? Are you staying on the rabbit hole? Oh, God, yeah. Because, you know, I went down it the other day. That's what she said. I fell I fell down it with this uh, Ethan Crumbly, this kid who. uh, Oh, see, I didn't even I didn't even read anything about this at all. just heard about the name today. So I first uh, saw an this. Hour ago. I yeah. saw. I, I first saw this on TikTok, which is the I, two months ago. I was talking to a twenty-four-year-old, and I'm like, "How do you get your news if you don't like?" And I like, call oh, TikTok, and I'm like, "You silly bastard!" Like, uh, and now I'm getting news from TikTok. Sometimes they they show stuff that, um, you know, that well, you don't see anywhere. The what the video that went viral. So this kid takes his gun to school, and he, uh, you know kills a bunch of people and it's very very sad we'll get into the details but the video that went viral there were kids in a classroom and they were hiding yeah and he knocks on the door of the classroom and says was it confirmed it was him because they said it's suspected to be him it was suspected i guess but they said he was a cop and like to open the the thing and the kids didn't do it they wound up running out another here and saved how many he pretended to be a cop the, the kid to get into the room. Yeah. You oh my God. So one of the kids in the classroom is filming and the guy, whoever knocks on the door and says, 
it's all clear. You can come out. This is Sergeant whatever, uh, all clear. And then he says something that makes them all suspicious. He says like, uh, says a word that like a kid would use. I don't remember what it was, but then all yeah. the kids right there, you could hear them on the camera go, oh, he just said this word. I don't believe this is a cop at all. They ran oh, out the shit. other way and they actually ran straight towards where the cops were and yeah. they were able to, to get right out. Crazy. Scary shit. Absolutely crazy and scary shit. Anyway, 15-year-old kid, um, he's charged with killing four students, injuring seven others. He opened fire at uh, Oxford High School, 40 miles north of Detroit, yesterday. Today, officials at Oakland County Sheriff's Office said the teen shot a video the night before and spoke about killing students. He made similar threats in a journal that was found in his backpack. He was awaiting, excuse me, awaiting arraignment uh, late Wednesday. They found out that his father purchased this nine millimeter Sig Sauer that was used in the shooting just four days earlier on Black Friday. Um, Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald said Wednesday that her office is considering charges against both parents. You know, I was thinking about this before I, I read the full story, and this is what you have to do now. You know, to, I mean, this the amount of school shootings is ridiculous that we have. Yeah, really. It's like every day. It's an we, unbelievable thing. America is disproportionately way higher in public shootings and moreover school shootings yep. than any other country on this planet, which is absurd that that's the case. Like, yeah. you know, and obviously with the NRA and the way people feel about guns, it's like trying to limit these guns. And, you know, look, a lot of the time it's AR-15s in this particular case. It wasn't. You know, it was an automatic, semi-automatic handgun. Semi-automatic handgun. Did they say why he did it? They said the kids are saying that he was bullied a lot in the school. Yeah, but there's pictures of like him and his dad like holding the gun, and I understand, I understand that, um, you know, I, I, I heeded the 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 criticism of Frank in in Kyle Rittenhouse episodes where other parts of the country just are different from yeah. New York and how I we are. I don't begrudge right? people owning guns, but a but, kid having a gun is... Well, no, no, I, that's not what I was going to say. I understand people, guns being a way of life for people in other parts of the country. Sure. But parenting is parenting, and if you know that your kid is going through yeah. some tough no, times No, I agree with school, that. Why would you even let them even touch a gun then you know yeah not only that there's got to be some kind of responsibility on the parents to secure that gun in a place 100%. where the kid can't get to it that was my next point a hundred percent like the only way you're going to attempt to even start to curb that i'm not saying it's going to fix it is that the parents or owners of the gun are under the the face the most strictest penalties are just as responsible possibly. yeah yep. start locking up these guns because kids are getting them it's it's your responsibility That's i mean i i again people will disagree with me but i don't think kids should know that there's weapons in the house i feel like they should not <gasps> know that i don't know how i feel about that i don't know i feel like if they know they know but they should and if it they should do. be up to the parents to lock them up in a yeah, safe exactly. uh co you know somewhere that the kids can't get it there should be no way of them even coming close to knowing right? yep or knowing how to get it out, I should say. 
I just don't think they should know because I think if no. you tell a kid, don't touch this, don't go they, near this, it's serious. Right they're gonna they're gonna go after it when you're not home. Yeah. Um, and again, and I know, but this guy owned this father owned multiple weapons, like multiple weapons. You know, um, and uh, you know, again, uh, I'm all for gun ownership and everything. But I'm all for gun more gun laws and control because you look at every other country. The big difference is it's like the Wild West over here with the gun laws and every other country where there's way fewer shootings, the laws yeah. are a little more restrictive and that's the way they should be. I, I also think we need to, you know, I, I, you know, we need to come up with a way to, you know, because tech companies are great at like we have facial rec. Facebook has facial recognition software. You take a, if I take a picture of the two of you and I put it on my Facebook, Facebook will ask me mm -hmm. if I want right. to tag you two. Right. This kid four days ago on Instagram put a picture of him holding this gun. Now, A, his parents should have seen that and stopped it. Mm -hmm. And B, there should be some sort of recognition on the part of big tech and social media companies to anticipate some of these, um, some of these uh, posts that, that occur. Well, we're seeing this a lot where these kids will get on social media via video or a post or whatever, and they'll, they'll be signs. Yeah. But is it illegal for, uh, apparently it's not illegal in a lot of places for a kid to hold a gun. So, well, you threw that it, right back in everybody's face, huh, big man? Just no. I mean, you brought up the point. I'm just telling you <laughs> what the reality is. I don't know what every state's laws, particular laws are, but I feel like there should be some sort of mechanism put in place where if you're putting photographs online or if you're using know, certain kinds of. I mean, when we put an episode out on this show, it gets heavily scrutinized by YouTube on yeah. what exactly is said yeah. and there are restrictions and rules and things in place that we need to follow so you can obviously scan speech you can obviously have facial recognition software there should be something put in place i know we all want to scream and talk about new gun laws but social media and our tech partners here in life are very savvy with things and i don't also see them doing much to help this particular situation what would be good is a lot of the time it's not the gun owner. It's my, I, I, I could be very off here. So forgive me if my, if my facts are a little off, but if, uh, from what I understand when a kid, and I think this usually applies to the kid, when a kid goes and takes a gun somewhere and shoots people, it's obviously it's not his gun. It's the parent's gun. It's someone else's gun. Right. The way that phones work, you can't access the phone unless you're the owner facial recognition, thumbprint. What if they make guns that only the owner can fire or only the owner can use? Well, and you could program, all right, my, my wife has access to the gun. My, this person has access to the Don't gun. give me access Not the to kids. Gun. It won't fire if the kid's holding the gun. They have, uh, they have gun lockers that are that a lot of gun lockers. lockers sure, but the way. gun itself. I don't know. Kid, That's you know, tough. You can't fire the gun unless your thumbprint, unless you know the person puts their thumbprint on it. Or something. 
I don't know. I just think I think social media. I think they could take a little bit of a bigger hand in some of these things. It might help us avoid some of this stuff, yeah. you know, in the future. I think we're just way behind on gun control and gun laws. We just are. The guns are fast, vastly exceeding mm-hmm. our control over them. It's just they should be controlled. It's laws up to you know whatever about about cars and about everything else. Yeah. But for some reason, guns, it's the Wild West. Everybody can walk around with it. Not everybody, but it's just, it's a little too loosey-goosey with the guns. So the, the Brian Laundry element to this story that I teased earlier was that um, he, obviously he was arrested immediately, taken into custody. He really didn't put up much of a fight once uh, the authorities showed up. He went in mm. pretty quietly. Uh, but the parents told him not to speak to anybody, and they got him a lawyer. And the um authorities cannot because he's a juvenile even though he's going to be charged as an adult for this they can't ask him any questions without the parents consent and they're not consenting right now so he he has not said a word and i feel like that precedent was set with laundry and the lawyer and everything that happened in that fucking case which is just shut the fuck up don't say anything talk only through the lawyer well that's what any that's your right. Yeah, I mean, it's not like that anyone. hasn't existed before, but I feel like that became such a thing with laundry and and that whole and that whole case yeah. that they're like, oh, we're gonna do that too. Mm. Yeah, I guess, but it's also you know it's your right to remain silent. You don't have to talk to anybody until a lawyer shows up. You know, mm. that's that's been in the books forever. That's part of the constitution. And I and agree. And I'm not saying that that's not a right, but what's odd is, you know. <sighs> In the laundry case, it was fairly obvious, right? In <laughs> this, it's even more fucking obvious. They got cameras of him running through the school with the goddamn it's, weapon. It's obviously him, and he did all this. Yeah, how I do mean, you not just surrender? Like, I, I don't well, know. Well, he did. Well, right, but it's just like... I think, you know... No, I, I don't know, know what... Ch- my wife just said, because I know he's a child, but I feel like these parents know they're up fucking shit's Creek, and they're trying to protect their own asses by mm-hmm. telling the kid to shut up. Probably because yeah, who knows what can come out of the, I, I don't know. He Whatever he'll say, I mean, not that he's not incriminated enough because he is obviously, but, you know, whatever you say will be used against you. So, I mean, right. just shut up. And that's with anybody. Whenever anybody's arrested, shut what? up and talk to the lawyer. But. You know, oh, my what, wife said they're, they're going to get a mental uh, thing on him. Yeah, I was going to say, they're probably going to be like... probably the root of yeah. it, but still, I don't see... I mean, it's it's tough because they're trying him as an adult. Um, my wife just brought up a good point off mic, though. She said that because he tried to get into the room, it's a, that's a mentally ill person trying to, like, you know... Why, what does that getting into the room have to... Like, that he's pretending to be a cop to go into the room. Like, that's that's... That might show, yeah, it's fucked up, but that might show he he was thinking a little cle- more clearly than just than just you know someone going nuts, you know, someone know. being not nuts, but someone being not in their right mind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't also, know don't bully the kid in school. That dad's got a lot of guns. I mean, really, hello, everybody. Out just there. don't bully in general. Hello. Obviously, don't bully in general, but let's especially yeah. not to the person who has guns. Yeah. Well. It's not their um, fault that that happened, though. It's tragic. I don't know if it's yeah. going to matter at all by the time next week comes around because an asteroid is going to break the Earth's orbit, which is a comforting thing to, to read. Well, how far is the Earth's orbit? I mean, yeah. 
it, it reaches past the moon. Yeah, this is always the story. Uh, there's a giant asteroid bigger than the Eiffel Tower. It'll break into the Earth's orbit in just over a week. Again, how convenient. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, the 1,082-foot space rock is heading our way and should skim past us on December 11th. Oh. NASA has its eye on the asteroid, which is called 4660 Nurus, because it's well over 492 feet long and will come within 4.6 million miles of the Earth. That so puts close. It, that puts it in the potentially hazardous category. 4.6 million miles away. Yeah. All right. There's no need to panic, though, as they say this asteroid is not expected to impact the Earth. Um, here's the next line. If all goes well, it should shoot past our planet at 14,700 miles per hour. <laughs> if all goes well. If all goes well. I like what that. I-, I like that phrasing. If all goes well, it should pass us. Yeah. They're covering their asses on this one. Yeah. I mean, what happens if it if it dings off a little space uh, dirt, a little space trash, and whoop, it's just... And lands, and lands in court um, in Brooklyn. <laughs> then I'm going to call conspiracy theory. If this ends the Ghislaine trial, I'm going to say that this is a conspiracy. I theory. called it. Yeah. You heard it first on Anthony on air. That's yeah. right. <laughs> if it hits Brooklyn, I don't think we're going to have a show the following no. day. Jay Sabs calls it. If it if this is all, you know, if Ghislaine pulled some strings and pulled this off, this I'm going to say conspiracy theory. I mean, you know, you're not going to be saying much if that happens. Well, true. I am fascinated by what would happen if something just hit. Really? Like, oh, what would happen? Well, you like that stuff? It I don't like it. It's just the idea of we are in this trajectory. We're spinning and we're floating around this huge star. And if something even I know you might be like, oh, the Eiffel Tower is not that big. But coming in at 14,000 miles per hour. <laughs> it's yeah, big. Like what would happen? Number one, it depends where it hits and what it hits. If it hits water, you have a big fucking problem with with tsunamis. I would think it would be better to hit water though. Like it's our, it's uh, softer than uh, it hitting. Yeah, but the tsunamis are. You know what's funny? I always had a dream that I'm in a tsunami, but I didn't know. I didn't know what it was before I found out what what it actually is. So I'm probably gonna die in one. Go ahead, carry on. Well, if that COVID don't get you first, <laughs> right. COVID eye you got going on there. I feel like if it hits, hear about the COVID eye. Yeah, I was telling her. She's got the, she's got the the vid eye. COVID eye. Nice. you. You've got COVID eyes. <laughs> COVID. But if it hits the, uh... he's choking over there. <laughs> <laughs> One look oh, at you and I can't I... despise that guy. That's probably not the lyrics. None of those are the words. Um, so, like, yeah, would we lose our gravity for a moment? Would we? No, you're an idiot. How am I an idiot? <laughs> lose our gravity? What does that mean? If if a if a huge thing, I don't like a, be like this is why this is why we no, need that was Frank's brother. The, on by the, show the way, right that's now. the that's the real Frank. Everybody, that calling you, just, you an idiot. Yep. Yeah, real you Frank. just saw him right there. I wouldn't um, call a stranger. You, know, you, you're an idiot. But but if you look at a pool pool, you know, pool balls. One hits if two are next to each other, and one hits. Uh huh. The it would the, take a really big asteroid to knock us off of our orbit. You think if, so? If that's what you're saying. Yeah, something like that small size of the Eiffel Tower is not going to 
move us off of our orbit. You, you know what so. we need? We need someone who's going to teach uh, like a science, like a geology college class. You need a, <laughs> yeah, right. You need a huge friggin' rock to hit us for it to knock us out. Of I did not pay orbit. attention in geology, so like space talk is very boring to me. In my mind, I feel like if this hits China. A couple of people in New York are going to go flying into outer space. That just the impact of, of what no, it is. It's it would have to be really. You know what that the size of the Eiffel Tower compared to the size of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Here in space, you can't even see the Eiffel Tower. It's not going to move the Earth. Yeah, but fourteen thousand miles an hour. That's going to be also yeah. what? Like how far down does it go? That makes a nice. It'll make a nice friggin' crater. Is it like a bullet thing? Will it come out out of? Would it come come out of Brooklyn? I don't think it will. I think it'll it'll shatter and explode before. I don't even it... know what you're talking about. All right, I, I'm telling you what I ascertain from movies. <laughs> is it from? Is it? Did you get this from movies or your all female ballet class? Oh, ballet class. Okay. They they do classic meteor pose. Um, you want to know what's funny about that? We started recapping Friendsgiving. <laughs> we started recapping Friendsgiving, and the whole point of the Friendsgiving recap was to point out how OCD, psychopathic your sister-in-law was, that she right. like arranges her spice rack so that all the labels face out. Oh, I, I missed that too. And I never, we never even never got to it because that. we got so obsessed with the ballet class. Yeah, you got so, this is the real Frank, you know. Meanwhile, you spent a whole segment ripping me apart for for going to a, a gym to work a out it's not a ballet class it may have been inspired by ballet <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a ballet class uh um when we get an update uncle jamie is out uncle jamie come on uncle I jamie's out yet. thank god i haven't heard it yet just so i don't like tweet. that one anyway i am still master of my domain you don't like what one last christmas I don't like that one. You're very curmudgeon-y for a super Christmas person. I know. I just don't. You say I... you're super Christmas, yet when I was at the last uh, Hallmark Christmas movie fan club meeting, I did not see you there. I'm just <laughs> fucking saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's a very like sad song. It's not a like upbeat yeah. Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. It's weird. The tempo does not match the the... The theme right. of the song it's a very happy but it's like you gave you know you, you you broke my heart kind of song it is a sad christmas song you're right i didn't even think yeah it, think but it's very that. you know you go, and you go and then when you listen to the lyrics you go oh shit yeah that sucks yeah but no i haven't i haven't heard it Have any of you you haven't heard of janine and so i was with somebody today who was like you want to listen to christmas music and i was like okay like I'll, I'll go out on day one, I guess. Played Christmas music like four hours straight off of uh, uh, not Spotify. What's the other one? Pandora. And you didn't hear it once. Didn't hear it once. I was shocked. That's a, wow. That's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, I accepted. <laughs> I accept, it's like when you it's like when you sleep with somebody and you don't play around. You're like, oh, well, let's roll a dice here. Let's see what happens. That's what I felt like today. That's what it felt like. Don't that's put a rubber brave. on. What are you, my father? That's that's the <laughs> fucking that's the <laughs> phrase he would use. What are you, yeah. a sailor? 
I just went. I went into it going. I'm going to catch something here. I know I'm going to get it. I'm just going to catch it, and it's not going to be. We'll we'll get. You know, hopefully it won't be one of the bad ones. That was my mentality. And you'll just you'll just scream fuck it work at at your new job too, and then people will be like, "What's wrong with this guy?" But I got I got through just fine. I I went through the whole day without. You got your medicated cream and you moved on. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't hear it. You accept it. That's the thing about Whamageddon. You go. Oh, I'm gonna okay. Get it. This yep. is gonna, there's no way I'm making it through a, a four hour music session here. That's a, that's crazy. Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was you stuck. probably heard you probably heard it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas at least three times. Yeah, I can't remember a lot of the you know, what's weird, though. I feel like there's more Christmas music now than there ever has been. Oh, before. yeah, because everybody makes a Christmas album. Uh, yeah. yeah what? That's like the weirdest phrase. The weirdest observation you've ever made. Of course, there's more Christmas music now than there was years ago. They they keep writing songs. They're not deleting any. Yeah. No, but it's it's not even that. It's like, it's, you know, I'm older now than I was 10 years ago. I don't understand. Wow, he's doing it again. This is the real Frank guy. I got to call you out on your, on your BS. No, you and he's right. Like he that. wished COVID death on me. I can't and believe there's more music. Him. There's more songs today than there were 10 years ago. I don't understand. He's right. It was a dumb point, but I still stand by it because every artist, like once you become established, they're like, go record a Christmas album. And so it's like, you know, even if they're not writing new songs, they're still recording the old classic songs. So we're just getting this like this is this onslaught. I went into Spotify the other day. Do you know the fucking I'm going to show you guys. Do you know how many Christmas playlists there are? Is there a lot? It's Absurd. It's probably the same. It's probably the same songs, though, just in different order, and by different people. There are more. Like you think we have a lot of school shootings. Like <laughs> you think that's absurd. This is completely up fucking absurd. Like it is. It is just COVID neck. Are you falling apart on us live on the show here? <laughs> that's part of it. That's I'm getting COVID on air. That would be first great. ever, folks. Yeah, where do I first find? ever oh, okay. live COVID? Yeah. All right, here. Look, if you, this is all the playlist, okay? Okay. So this is all uh, podcasts, uh, hip hop, all that stuff. If I click on Happy Holidays, which right. is this one, okay. Look at what it opens up. Look at the. Should I make myself uh, bigger? Yeah, sure. I can't see. That's what she said. Okay. Look oh my this. God! There's a lot of categories. Look, look, wait, look, look, wait. Oh, hold on, I gotta see more. (laughs) Look at this. Okay, here, look, look. Okay. These are all categories. That's not that. Oh, it keeps refreshing. Are you fucking kidding me? Look, (laughs) look at how insane that is. That's not that many. Dude, dude. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. Sixty, seventy. That's not a lot for for a you know. Here we go. New holiday music. music. Yeah. Christmas classics. Christmas pop. Hanukkah, Christmas Hits, Mellow Christmas, Contemporary Christmas, Single Holiday Collection, Cozy Christmas Jazz, Country Christmas, Christmas Cocktail Jazz, Christmas Coffee House, Christmas Peaceful Piano, Christmas Jazz, not to be confused with Christmas Cocktail Jazz and Cozy Christmas Jazz. Goodbye. There's a big difference there, pal. Feel Good Christmas, Classical Christmas, Contemporary Christian Christmas. Do they have Feel Bad Christmas? Happy Holidays. Jazzy Christmas dinner again, not to be confused with cocktail jazz, cozy Christmas jazz, and just Christmas jazz. There's a lot oh of Christmas gosh. jazz apparently. Uh, I call I call bullshit on the jazz. 
Christmas oh. Spirit, Foxy Christmas, Country Christmas Classics, Disney Christmas, Christmas Ooh. Carols, Instrumental Christmas Hymns, Acoustic Christmas, A Merry Lo-Fi Christmas, Family lo Christmas Party. Who the hell wants Lo-Fi? Indian uh, Indie Christmas. I'm surprised it's not Indian Christmas. Soulful Christmas, Christmas Lullabies, Hip Hop Christmas, Rock Christmas, Christmas Peaceful Guitar, uh, Gospel Christmas, <laughs> Holiday Christmas Magic, Stressful Guitar, Metal Christmas, Punk Christmas, Retro Ooh, Holiday, Feliz Navidad, Relaxing Christmas, Navarral. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Fireside yes. Christmas Jazz. Again, not to be confused with all the other jazz. Yeah, but this is Fireside. Oh Big difference, pal. <laughs> Different than the cozy Christmas jazz we had. You don't have to be cozy by a fire. Christmas choir, Christmas K-pop, La Posada, Ooh. Novidades, oh Navidinas. Sure. Which I assume is Spanish, but still has Michael Buble on the cover. That's interesting. <laughs> Latin Christmas, smooth jazz Christmas, kitty carols. I want rough jazz Christmas. <laughs> Moraca Christmas, <laughs> Christmas music box. That was for my wife. Family Hanukkah party, sad Christmas classics. There it is. There we go. I think that's just Christmas shoes on repeat. Uh, that's suicidal Christmas. Oh no, our Christmas tree, it's broken. Christmas what? blues, wait, lonely wait, Christmas. Wait, whoa, what? <laughs> wait, what? That's a category? Oh no, our Christmas tree, it's broken. What the hell oh, is that? Wow. It's okay. a broken cookie. And okay. the first song is Justin Bieber's Mistletoe. Yep, that's a broken Christmas. It says here, a perfect soundtrack for eating the Mariah Carey Happy Meal in your car. I don't even know. Wow. Wow, a, I like that. Okay. Is it a Mariah think, Carey Happy Meal? I think Mariah it's um, eating just a Happy Meal while listening to All I Want for Christmas is You. Christmas Blues, Lonely Christmas, Country Christmas Spirit, Navidad Cristiania, sure. Valencicos, Navidad Con Sabor, this is i don't even know what like i don't i don't know what That's, that is that'd be spanish it looks like some sort of arabic oh uh, and it says layette eid i don't know is that i think that's arabic christmas i think you're right not i don't know what, sure that what that is there but diverse which i like uh kwanzaa <laughs> kwanzaa and natal uh portuguesa all right so you got a lot of variety there a lot of variety we went through 17 different types of jazz christmas Listen, some people are very specific when it comes to their jazz. Wait, their Christmas jazz. I'm more concerned with Lonely Christmas. Like, what the fuck is on this Lonely Christmas? I feel like you take any song and you just do the ka-ching, 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 ka-ching of Jingle Bells. Yeah. It makes instantly makes it a Christmas song. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. No matter what song it is. Mm. But right. I, I get it. I get it. There's a, lot of, there's a lot more Christmas music out there than you realize. So anyway, uh, Uncle Jamie's out. Are you guys still in? I'm assuming you're still in. I'm still master of my domain. I'm still in as well. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of, let's talk about Dick Pound. Whew. There's a whole tennis player, IOC, International Olympics thing going on where this girl was, I don't even know, ignored the story, to be honest with you. I yeah, same here. Couldn't be bothered. <laughs> sounds like you got a strong grasp on Dick Pound. But... <laughs> The fucking guy who did press today that's like, we checked in with that girl and she's pretty okay. His name was Dick Pound, and nobody seems to be making a big deal out of it. I mean, how do you, how do you not go by not? Richard? I mean, yeah. the guy's name is Dick Pound. 
Who gave that mm-hmm. guy a fucking job in the Olympic Committee? How do you not change your or change your middle That's name a great to like name. to like ten? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say definitely. Dick definitely pound. Um, yeah. my friend that I used to work with, her last name is Dick. It literally is Dick. So she, you know, sometimes I'd be talking and they're like, "Oh God!" Like, I don't understand why he's. What does he have to be such a dick? And she's like, "Hey." <laughs> Um, but she, I, she said, you know, all through high school, mm, got made fun of. That's rough. I mean, that is that is a rough last name, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to be Dick. <laughs> Very good. Um, but do you want to sh- do you want to see what my Spotify Wrapped is? No, I don't even know what that is. All right, fuck you guys. Um, Spotify at the end. Oh, we got to get through these last couple of things quick. Oh here. God, it's time for me to go soon. I think we can. Um, Spotify every year gives you your top songs, artists, and podcasts uh, from a year that was. They did something really interesting this year. I find this to be really, really interesting. They gave you, or they're giving you, I haven't done it yet. I figured we'd do it live on the show here. But they're giving you, like, let me make sure I got this right. They give you, like, a color. You get a visualization of your audio aura. Based Ooh. on your top two music moves. Wait, is this like from 15 years ago when you played your Windows Media Player and it gave you that visualization thing where you <laughs> played? So. It's like, yeah, I'm sure that's this is going to be very accurate. This will give you your aura. I think so. Here's a, here here's what, and I didn't hit mine yet. This isn't mine. This is just from the article on The Verge. But I, they give you like an, a friend of mine. I saw hers too. It was like blue and yellow. I don't know what it meant, but. Does Ooh, it tell you? Does it, it's probably just red. Does it give you meanings underneath? Like what? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to see Other... mine? I'm happy yeah. to volunteer mine. I'm a little embarrassed to volunteer mine up, but I'm happy to do it. Well, unless the the meanings of these things are embarrassing, you shouldn't be embarrassed. What what are they? Well, okay. Here's here's why I would say that. I do listen to Spotify, but I also have uh, Sirius XM, and I have um, mm. Amazon Music. So I don't. This isn't a complete representation of your thank you your musical. Aura. I don't listen to Spotify much. No. No, I listen to Sirius. You listen to Sirius too. Mm-hmm. I never listen to Spotify or anything. I listen to I go I put on YouTube if I want to, because I I pay. I, but you pay for YouTube, right? Yeah, no commercials, and I could download yeah videos off of it if I wanted to. And now, when you're driving in your car, do you like? Will you put on the YouTube music thing and then listen to the YouTube music? Yeah, I just plug in the auxiliary cable and I just li- listen out of my phone. And do they have everything on there? Most things. There are some artists that don't put their their They're songs up there. Yeah. yeah, they'll put like the music videos, but not like the the album stuff. Yeah, it's the same thing with Spotify. I don't pay for Spotify. Um, but I pay the Amazon music is included with prime. So mm. like I listen to a lot of that shit and if I don't have it there, I'll go to Spotify and I, I'm going to probably wind up paying for fucking, but I have the, that's the other thing too. I got Sirius XM too. So I'll just throw shit on there too. And it's like, yeah, it's every, it's know. like, it's like the TV. It's like streaming now. It's a, just a million different places to get your content. Yeah. And it just, which one do you want them? You know, which one's going to give you what you you're looking for? Yeah. So anyway, the thing that worries me about this is I tend to like you made a big deal about lo-fi before. I fucking love lo-fi. Lo-fi is like good beats 
and like it's like jazzy but hip hop at the same time and it's i like listening to that shit if i'm doing like work like if i'm editing something or you know yeah but isn't like the definition of lo-fi just doesn't sound good <laughs> traditionally in audio sense yes but lo-fi as a music genre has become this new thing of like do you hear like the crackling of the of the uh the record the record yeah, yeah sometimes okay. yeah sometimes you do um so i feel like there's going to be a lot of that shit on here also a lot of the podcasts that i consulted for i would listen to through spotify to make sure that they were working and i feel like they're going to wind up fucking popping up on a lot of shit so all right so what's your aura all right let me see let me click on this i feel like i don't want to lose you guys okay there oh my we go going? Oh, hello this is hi this is something i've got to go because my husband's waiting for to come uh, downstairs and do ahead. something that's what she said. Can you hear the music? Yeah, a little. A little bit? I don't want you to read This year it. was anything but normal, it says. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I turned you it off. Dick. Oh, just, God. Just lower the volume. What are you, my mom? Handling okay, an go. iPad? Your volume's halfway. It's 50%. It's playing uh, this OAR year was, right now. Go ahead. Okay. This Go year ahead, was all ordinary. Ready to get into the thick of it? Uh, the 2021s your rap is here in 2021 you did what you had to do playing i can't read that but i, I don't know if that's a you spent 16,031 minutes listening damn that's more than 68 percent of other listeners in the united states damn i'm like a spotify all-star man <laughs> while everyone was trying to figure out what nfts were you had one song on repeat your top song of the year was Snow Outside by Dave Matthews Band. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but that wasn't the only song in shocker. your rotation. Your top songs. Number one, Snow Outside. Number two, Head Full of Doubt. Road for... Number three, I I, I am loving you. What? Oh, I, let me see if I can go back. That went too fast. I don't know what the... Can you go back? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't your only song in your rotation. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I and Love and You by the Avid Brothers. No Hard Feelings by the Avid Brothers and Incubus apps. I don't know what it's like. You deserve a playlist as long as your skincare routine. Listen to your top 100 songs of the year. We have a feeling you'll really love them. Your top songs 2021. You always understood the assignment. Ah, that's the TikTok thing. <laughs> You I listened to 38 different genres this year, but we would have been proud. Like, missed that. that 38 genre. I'm fucking diverse. Jam band, indie folk, alternative rock, pop rock, and chill hop. You sure chill. you don't smoke weed? Chill hop is lo fi. I sure don't smoke weed, right? How well do you know you? We're talking the 3 a.m. play. All right. Let's play Two Truths and a Lie. This is involved. Tap the false statement. Your number one Spotify playlist of the year was Daily Mix One. The artist who appeared the most in your playlist is OAR. The artist you binge listened to the most was Nathaniel Red. Okay. The lie was OAR. Great. Truth. The artist who appeared the most was Dave Matthews Band. There's a fucking surprise. <laughs> Share the story to see if your BFFs can beat the challenge. Right. This is getting too long. I just want to see what my colors are. There was one podcast that lived in your head rent free. Joe Rogan, because that's the only yeah, Joe Rogan experience. Your top podcast, blah blah blah. 
You listen to 12 episodes. Okay. I, my oh, arm is starting to hurt. Let me see. Just fast forward. You got to Just see how far you are. Skip. I listened to 464 different Spotify artists. Uh, in fact, you found a lot to love this year. Uh, skip, skip, skip. Come on. Thanks for making us a regular part of the. Are you kidding me? You're not going to give me the fucking color thing? I'm sure it's right at the end. Like after it's done. No, no, it's not. Maybe I got to <gasps> go to a different thing. Oh, God. Oh, what a waste of time you are. Seriously, I waited for that. I waited to leave for that. Where do I get my color thing? Motherfucker. Want me to give you a color? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank, give me a color. Uh, brown. Where? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see here. I'll search. Oh, hold on. 2021 wrapped. Your artist revealed your top song. Oh, maybe I didn't get it yet. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't know. Creative. I don't know. Oh, shit. All right. You know what? Next episode, we'll do the fucking color thing. Ah, oh, what a big letdown! I was gonna—I was looking forward to see what you guys are doing. I didn't realize you were not that much of uh, Spotify people. I don't think I, I've listened to one thing off of Spotify. I kind of like Spotify a lot. <clears throat> and um, by brown, I meant poop. For those unclear. Thanks. Yes. Okay. What? <laughs> um, Alec Baldwin is going to say in an interview with uh, who's the guy everybody loves? George Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. Yeah. He says he—it's going to be tomorrow. It's going to air tomorrow, I believe. Is right? that right? Yeah. I'm going to want to hear it. the audio. Yeah, let me know what channel that's going to be on, too, so I don't accidentally watch it. Mm -hmm. ABC, I believe. Do you want to hear the minute and a half, yeah. minute 50 audio? Not the Whoa. whole of it, but go ahead, and I'll tell you when to cut it. She was someone who was loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. Does he say about the gun? Tearing in this? up, crying. Yeah. I mean, even now, I find it hard to believe that. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem real to me. No. You haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. Why speak out now? So I think the big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You described it as a one in a trillion shot, and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? That's great. It wasn't in the script for the trigger you pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? How did a real bullet get on that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Your emotions are so clearly so... <laughs> Right there on the surface, you felt shock, you felt anger, you felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think back, and I think of what could I have done. Alec Baldwin, unscripted, the newsmaking special event okay. tomorrow night. Alec Baldwin, unscripted. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, they could have done without that. Am I the only one who feels bad for this fucking guy? I mean, you know, how did I, she? How did she die though? If he didn't pull the trigger, that's I'm well, sure I, they'll answer that. It's yeah, just, yeah, I, I find that hard to believe that he didn't accidentally. The only thing I could I could think of, if it's one of those old fashioned guns with the hammer, like. Like a western style gun 
I don't know what they're called. I don't know guns very well, but the, like a six, six shooter, shooter kind of thing. And the hammer was pulled back, and he didn't pull the trigger, but the hammer fired. Oh, do you know what I mean? It was cocked, yeah. and it went off. Yeah, I guess so. So that that could have been what happened. I don't think that could be. It, you know, you hit the th- you hit the gun, you hit the hammer a little bit, and it, and it fires. So I, this was trending before we started doing the show, and so I clicked on it, and I was reading, you know, and um, Tim Pool. Who I just brought up a couple of episodes ago. His one of his tweets came to the top, and I just fucking hated it so much. <clears throat> um, you know, he was basically saying like, "Oh, you know, fucking Alec Baldwin is part of the Hollywood elite, and he's not going to go to prison for murder." And it's kind of like, the guy didn't mean to murder anybody. A, he's not looking uh, to be a right. I don't I think he's at fault. I mean, somebody should. Somebody uh, go this to is... prison for this, but I don't think it's him. I think it's the fucking, you know. Whoever set up the gun. It's... Yeah, because he would never have a gun in his hand if he wasn't working. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if a, if a, if a police officer accidentally shoots somebody, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that they would be going to prison for that. Yeah, I mean, who ultimately, who is responsible for the gun? I mean, a police officer is responsible for his own firearm, I would imagine. Um, but who put the the real bullet in there? That's weird. That's, yeah. And like you said, a, gu- a, a bullet that should never have been anywhere near the property. Unless, like, other things that we don't know, and it's just like a real accident. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's we don't, we don't know everything. How the hell does a real bullet get there? Unless... I remember a while back you were saying, Anthony, that uh, sometimes they have real bullets just so they could practice shooting maybe mm-hmm. on a range. But I guess on the set, there's no range. No, 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 no. It's real guns. The, the guns are real. Guns are real. The okay. bullets are not supposed to be real. Right. Anyway. Uh, the, the young lady who was the, I forget what they call it, the armor. Right. Mm-hmm. She was, she was, yes, shooting real bullets as practice uh, before the scene. So she had real bullets the in the area. She she's responsible for bringing the weapons to the mm. set and she had been using them at, in target practice prior to that that day so i don't know what the difference is what they look like a real bullet as opposed as opposed to a yeah a prop bullet or whatever it is yeah so maybe in some way they got mixed up she had real bullets because she was practicing with the gun yeah and they so somehow this, she, yeah. yeah yeah that's kind of yeah but she was 24 years old she's a fucking idiot and you know, um, yeah, Tim's tweet the other day, what five days ago, he tweeted, "Alec Baldwin won't get arrested because he is rich, well connected, and the narrative seeded immediately after he killed that woman was that it was an accident." Trials today are based on social media and people's willingness to riot. How do you get to a point where you come on something like that? That's ridiculous. Trials today, you think like the. It I mean, no, he goes, oh, because the, they immediately put in the, the narrative that it was an accident. No, he fucking it was all uh-huh. part of his grand plan to kill somebody he fucking worked with. Makes no sense. That makes zero fucking sense. Zero fucking sense. Twenty seven hundred retweets. I yeah, don't really. understand. Oh, and oh, my God. She is. See, people are dumb. Don't you know that the Internet is full of dumb people? You got that's why when you read stuff on the internet like that, especially when it comes yeah. from people, just just random people. Oh, she's got when it comes from just random people, you gotta 
know what you're, you know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. That was five days ago. And then let me see here. Two or three days ago, he just tweets, just tweets. Alec Baldwin killed a lady. Two days ago, he tweeted that. Like, yeah, I don't under, you know, I used to have so much respect for this guy, uh, you know, and I, st- I still think he probably comes up with coherent stuff. I just don't, I don't fucking get it. I just don't yeah, understand I don't how you could, it does, this to me is Alec Jones syndrome. Like you're, you're right about one little thing. And then all of a sudden the whole world fits into that. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah, you don't, you weren't there. You don't know. Everybody around this, this whole set is like, this was not Alec Baldwin's fault. Yeah. You know, it's not like everybody's going, I don't know, this Alec Baldwin guy, he was angry at her. You know, no, he was, he's obviously distraught over this whole thing. Yeah. No, he's the dead. rich guy with a successful life is going to kill a woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, not like that doesn't happen, but I got to go before my no reason here. Dies. Did you have anything say- else you wanted to say, Jay Sams? I feel like you had a thing. Oh, no, that's it. I'm just going to go get COVID again. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Were you going to say something about uh, Alec Baldwin just now? Oh, no. Okay. Thank you. You had nothing to say. (laughs) Let me get a close look at that COVID eye. You want to bring that up to the camera? Bring bring it close. That's the wrong eye. I feel like I do see something right here, like in your cheek almost. or It looks like you have like a a bruise there. Yeah. Is there anything you want to tell us? Right. (laughs) Wow. that That was a hefty slap right there. Okay. Thank you. Let me Thank see. You. Let me practicing. see your palms. Do you have a black dot on the middle of your palm? No. Okay. <laughs> Good night. All right. Later. Good night. All right. We got to wrap it up there anyway, Frank. Um, robots can reproduce now. Looks like we're going to have to push that to the next. Man, this is brutal. Just know, people, that they have made <laughs> robots that can reproduce. <laughs> Literally reproduce. I want to apologize to Matt Damon. We've run out of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> page from the book of Kimmel. Hmm. But you got uh, anything else? Yeah. No, apparently robots can reproduce though. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it eventually. That's the only other thing I have. We might not have to worry about this if we all get wiped out by the asteroid next week. So let's let's wait and see. I say we shoot some of these reproducing robots into space and just where they land, they settle and that's that. Well remember we did that story not that long ago that they were gonna shoot something at one of the things just to like deflect it. Practice. I'm like don't fucking mess with it. Oof gonna pass us by i don't know man you know that there's that um asteroid belt between mars and saturn yeah one rock just bink off of another rock and that's We're all it takes exactly over. i mean it's a mil it's a gajillion a one shot that it is the exact traje- trajectory that we're on but holy crap still the chances it's so they're so close those rocks they're right there i know it just passed mars it's fucked up. Yeah. It is fucked up. What it if another planet gets taken out? I'm not going to lie to you. I would kind of love it if another planet got taken out. Which one? Uranus? Care. Let's be honest. It'd be more exciting. Get rid of those if, jokes. Yeah. If it was Mars or Venus. I don't know. Right? Mars what's or on, Venus. What's on the other side? Mars yeah. and Venus, right? If yeah. one of those gets taken out, I feel like it's going to affect us in some way. You think so? They're a little too close. Do you think it would make us happier? Like Neptune. Get rid of ne- Neptune so it's a little far away. We don't even can't even see know. that one. Do you think we would like be we'd get along more if we were like there's no reason to fight against left or right because fuck we almost it almost fucking all no. ended. No, you know what's what would happen? It would turn into another conspiracy theory. See the planets don't even exist. It's a it's a right wing thing, it's a left wing thing. It would turn it would somehow become political. 
I don't know how. I think we would have like three months. Like remember post 9-11 when everybody was like together? Yeah. I think this... we'd have three months where we were like, what were we fighting about? That was silly. And then think... all of a sudden it would just go right back to... I think you're giving us way too much credit. I think we'd have two days. You know what, Frank? I believe in humanity, unlike yourself. That's good. Okay? That's good. Good so... for you. Uh, but I think we'd have two or three days where everybody's like, holy shit, what do we do? And then one <laughs> asshole is going to be like, see, this didn't happen when Trump was president. And then it would become, fuck you, fuck you. That would be it. We'd be right back where we are. Yeah. Yeah, when Trump was president, we had eight planets. Now we have seven. <laughs> it would be like Biden. We had nine planets with Trump. Now all of a sudden, we, wait, do you consider Pluto no. a planet? No, it's not anymore. Yeah. It used to be. It's not. You're we have eight. It's eight planets. Fucking planet. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? It's not a planet. I have a textbook from grammar school that says you're wrong. Well, a textbook from grammar school is, is an idiot. You know what? I think that's where we lost our, you know, you might think it's Trump. I think where we really started to go off track was when we were like, hang on a second. I don't know if Pluto's really a fucking planet. Well, it's too small, apparently. And it's also not orbiting the exact way a planet orbits. Mm -hmm. It's on a different, you know, axis or something. Everything else, oh, all the but, other planets are on the same thing. By the way, I hope they kick you in the teeth for this. Um, but the other thing I was going to say. For the planet thing? Yeah. I'm you, right, though. You got taken to task for the Rockefeller Center thing. Did I? Yeah, oh, yeah. People were, I don't know how true this is. Again, it's internet conjecture, but people were saying that Christmas tree farms are great because as soon as you cut down a tree, they plant another tree in its Love spot. It. I that's great. I have no problem with that. And that fake trees aren't saving as much as you think they are. I forget why, but a lot of people were saying the same thing. <laughs> Good argument. A lot of people were like, Frank's so full of shit, and they were saying something. Well, someone said that, I don't remember who it was, but someone said that in order for a fake tree to be environmentally whatever good, right? you'd have to have it for like five years. I've right. had my fake tree for like 20. Yeah, that's not an argument, because people, exactly, people buy that fucking shit, and it's like 40 years they put yeah. the same shitty it's, fake tree. It's the same one Yeah, from my childhood, basically. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I'm all for hey, you're planting trees and you, you cut down one, you put up two. That's that's good, that's great. My whole point is, why go through the whole it's just a, a time saver and a, an energy saver. You just plant a tree there, it's why a beautiful would, tradition. Why you're hauling it in on a truck is the tradition? I think seeing it and, and decorating it is the tradition. Why are you trying to take Christ out of Christmas? What, right. You're trying to take Christmas from us. First of all, Christ is not the tree in Rockefeller Center. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I know about that. But uh, just plant it there, and we'll just decorate it every year. What's the problem? Why can't we have a tr just a permanent tree? That's no fun. You know, it's an honor for people to have their tree selected as a Rockefeller Center tree. Okay. Thanks. Great. <laughs> Listen, could you I imagine feel... 200, uh, 200 years from now, they planted this tree 200 years ago, and here it is today. We're decorating it like every year. Wouldn't that be something for the future instead of every year it's a new tree? No, every year it's got okay. a new tree. <laughs> we can't put a plaque there that says this tree was planted in the why. year 2021. I'll tell you why. What? Every what? year, shitty fathers from all over the world take their shitty kids into the shitty city right. to see that fucking tree so they can say one thing. It'll still be there. 
Uh, this is as big as last year's tree. Hey, fuck it. We all say the same shit. And if we can't say that, then there's no fucking point. But they could say, what they could say now is it's bigger than last year's tree because it grows every year. You're bigger than last year's tree. All right, that's, that's it true. for us. We've got to leave it there. Uh, day four of Ghislaine updates will be tomorrow. Day five, Friday, with Frankie C and J-Sabs. I'm actually going to be on the road. What? Yeah, we have to talk about this off the air. On Friday? On Friday. I'm going to be on the road. I got, what road? I got a family wedding this weekend. It would be, be great if the asteroid hit before I had to go to this fucking wedding. If it's going to hit. God forsaken New Jersey. Time. Why do we have a South Jersey anymore? I don't even understand it. It doesn't make any well, South sense. South Jersey's all right. I'd love to move Atlantic City closer to New York and That'd get rid good. of that whole fucking state. Cape May would be good. Move that up, too. I'd love to just get in there and saw it. <laughs> saw it in half and let it just float out. To the give it the old Bugs Bunny treatment? Yeah, let it float all the way to <laughs> Africa. Let them, <laughs> let them do it. I could just see Africa like somebody like, on a raft nope. just pushing it. <laughs> With a big stick. Yeah. <laughs> and making its way all the way to Australia. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I think I have to do it from our hotel. Jesus. Also, we'll figure that out. All right, let's go. Um, appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for watching and listening. Don't forget, save 15% off your Jumpstart coffee order. When you click the link in the description below, this makes a great Christmas gift. It is that premium packaging that, by the way, resealable. See, Frank's is sealed. See mine? Opened, resealed resealable that is important to note um 15 off when you use the promo code aoa15 you can save and subscribe order two or three a month have it delivered every single month at the same exact time makes a great christmas gift to give dad mom uncles cousins give them coffee for a year from jumpstart coffee company that's the a veteran thing. in your life there's a veteran that veteran appreciate your, yeah. that I keep telling people 50% of the proceeds from 50% of the profits from this company goes to the Navy SEAL Foundation. When you give this gift, you get to put that little topper on there. But oh, and by the way, there was an, yeah, you know, we're helping the Navy SEAL Foundation with this gift. People are going to absolutely love that. Very nice review in the last episode. One of the listeners. Roz, right? Yeah, I have it here if you want to see it. Yeah, I saved it too. She was so, uh, thanks for bringing that up, Frank. Yeah, there it is. You got That's it there? A little bright. Hold on. She was so kind. I, I thanked her in another one of her comments. Yeah, Roz. Hey, guys. Yeah. Can you read it? Hey, guys. I couldn't wait until your next podcast to send this message. I got Jumpstart ordered. I got my Jumpstart ordered today. And even though I only drink one cup of coffee in the morning, I had to try it tonight. I ordered the dark, medium, and espresso. I tried the medium tonight, and boy, was it delicious. No doubt the other ones will be even more fantastic. I purchased two bags from my son-in-law as a Christmas gift, too. I know he will enjoy them. Just wanted you to know. Thanks for the promo code and for your show. You have another satisfied customer. There it is. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Look how kind that is. That's wonderful. I love the review. And you, you Frank, know, you guys haven't, tried. we haven't even got, forget a bad review. We haven't even gotten a mediocre review from yeah, anybody a, eh. that's ordered this coffee. Yeah. It's all good stuff, baby. Yeah. 
Appreciate that. Nobody has even been like, yeah, it's okay. N not even that. Everything has been five stars on this coffee. All good stuff. So grab yours now. Uh, get it in time for the holidays. If you use the promo code AOA15, you save 15%. Uh, if your order's over $50, Jumpstart's going to pick up the shipping for you. So that's a nice, another incentive uh, to order now. And uh, don't forget, we've got the uh, shopanthonyonair.com store on sale as well. 15% off there. Promo code is TWSS15. That's what she said, 15 so TWSS15, say 15% on the entire shop. That beautiful mug that Frankie C was just holding up there. It is um, nice. And we put the That's What She Said uh, line back oh, on Oh, they're back, sale. baby. There it so is. You can get these right now. This and the shirts are very comfortable. They have that super, fabric. Right? That fabric is nice. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. We went all premium, by the way. We we didn't go for the, the shitty. Uh, We're not cheaping out on you guys. No, Spared no, no expense. None whatsoever. So uh, you can grab all the merch. Um, we have the silhouette T-shirt that seems to be a lot of people's favorites. Nice. And uh, pretty soon we'll have the Go Ahead merchandise. Ah, uh, Go Ahead. We still have to figure out how to spell it. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of debate on that. G-A-H-E-A-D or G-U-H-H-E-A-D. And is there an apostrophe somewhere? And is there an apostrophe? Let us know in the comments below. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much.